0: hello and welcome to the penguins collective podcast my name is Louie. my name is josh and we
1: are two brothers who love to debate about sports especially the pittsburgh penguins
0: the penguins took on the minnesota wild in minnesota and came away with the win let's get after it Okay, the Pittsburgh Penguins played Minnesota tonight at 8 p.m., and a a weird game, a, a, an overall weird game. We won six to, to four. Weird game. Yeah. But Josh, what are what are your first thoughts? What what's coming
1: off the dome? Um, I would like to say that they deserve this win. Yeah. But at the same time, like I don't think they played well enough to like deserve it, but they earned it. They, they scored got the more win. <laughs> goals. Like, I mean like I don't know. It's so it, this game was so weird. So weird. And every penguins game so far has been a roller coaster. Yes. And this is and this one was the roller coasters. this one was the epitome of it. You had you had slow starts, you had nice plays you had sloppy puck handling you had sweet passes like it was all over the map the only thing that was missing was some like bone crushing hits and some fights that was it and a a penalty shot those are the only three things well yeah but those are the those are the only three things missing in this game to make it a full full complete hockey game
0: yeah, it was just weird. It was just definitely weird to to kind of see the ebbs and flow of, of the Penguins just because what we usually see is Penguins play a good first period and then a bad second period and then they come back in third or vice versa where they play two bad periods in one good period. That's been the MO of the Penguins for the entire season so far. But this game felt like... The first period was so bland Mm -hmm. with two goals by the pens. And we'll get into the scoring in a second, but we had two goals in a bland period. No one really dominated each other. I think the puck just went our way uh, in the first. And then in the second, apparently we played abysmal in that second period. And then in the third, we kind of played good like it was at, maybe like 10 minutes of solid hockey and then we got away with a win even though we were up by two and then we weren't and then we were up by two and then we weren't so it's just it's very strange it's not like our other games we still got away with a win somehow and um yeah so josh let's get into the scoring real quick uh in the first period sydney crosby opens up the scoring uh with a beautiful wrist shot I'm assuming the goalie didn't see it because it looked like a one-on-one. That was... But it he was, went he high. Looking,
1: and he, but he was looking the other way.
0: I don't know. So, I don't know what was that, but since scored, yay. And uh, then Ryan Poling uh, gets his second goal. And uh, that was later in the second. Okay. Like I said before, bland later, period. Later in the first. What did I say? Second. Whoops. Later in the first. Like I said before, bland first period. But we got away with two. So fun fact, I was watching this on my phone and someone uh, came over at this event I was at and said, oh, Penguins are winning. Looks like they got this W, okay? Now I'm in Pittsburgh. This person should know better. But that person <laughs> just
1: said to me. I was gonna say, I think they just, they jinxed it. And he's a hockey fan too.
0: He knows the pens. And I was like, well, well buddy, I'm not getting my hopes up, okay? Yeah, we're up 2-0 at the end of the first, but this is the Pittsburgh Penguins infamous for blowing leads. So until that, until that buzzer says zero in third period, and we're still up by two, then I'll be happy. But as of right now, I'm not getting my hopes up. Is that exactly what I told that, that person, but which leads us to our second period, speaking of blowing leads. Minnesota scores four minutes into the the period. Duhami, oh. Duham. Duhame.
1: They got some wild names on that team.
0: Uh, that see what you did there. Ooh. Um. Did you mean to do that?
1: Uh, I'm going to take credit for it. Yes. Okay. I am. Cool. 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 cool.
0: <laughs> uh. Opened up the second. Four minutes and four minutes and thirty seconds. Brandon Duhame scores. And then literally twelve seconds yeah. later, twelve seconds later, yeah, Joel Erickson Eck
1: scores unbelievable go oh you go. go. I was just gonna say I was doing the tweeting during the second period. Yes, you were. and I'm literally typing the tweet for that that first goal that the Wild scored. And I see that they scored again and I'm like, okay, like what is the point of this tweet?
0: The wild um <laughs> Jari stinks is what I'm just
1: gonna type out. But yeah. It was it was just a weird goal where they just the puck was in front of Jari and there was like what seemed like eight wild on top of him, just hacking at it. And just it went in. So
0: That is and like I said to that guy, we blow a two goal lead, it is tied 2-2, two, two. and then what's probably the most controversial moment in this hockey game, the Penguins get a power play after what the Wild didn't think should be a power a power play, and Chris Letang, well, let me repeat that for those of you who couldn't hear, Christopher Letang scores a goal on the power play, assisted by Crosby and Malkin, um, which brings us to 3-2 late in the third second period, excuse me, which will bring us in the third we are up three, two. Josh explain to the people the controversial call that happened to lead to this call.
1: Um, well, it was a long series of events. It was um, if if I'm recalling everything correctly, uh, it was a two- on one, where uh, Archibald and I want to say polling maybe on the other side that makes sense And uh, yeah, just I, I'm just going with who who it's on the line with Archibald there you go, but uh, Archibald gets checked into I, I shouldn't say checked pushed into the goalie as Archibald was shooting, okay and they called goaltender interference on Archibald. so, Archibald had to go into the box that gave us a penalty a penalty kill correct. and then there was a penalty against the Wild which then brought it to 4 on 4 and then the 4 on 4 was killed but then shortly after the Wild got another penalty and to be honest I think these next two penalties the the one I just mentioned I think was a hooking uh that was i mean ever so slight if it's the one that i recall that's on jeff carter i mean it was a, it was a quick quick, quick little quick tug and i mean literally like jeff didn't move
0: it was it was a questionable cool
1: call yeah but i'll take it and then as we're on the power play yes there's a puck in the air and one of the wild like literally takes his stick like a baseball bat and tries to hit it and misses and like ever so slightly touches Crosby's helmet, call high sticking. So then that gave us the five on three, which- Tic-tac-toe. Yeah, well- Kind uh, of. Took a while. There was like- well,
0: I mean, the pass to pass to yeah. the tank yeah. scoring. Which it basically ends the uh, the period there. Uh he scored. Yeah, I apparently. I will
1: say I was ecstatic that we were able to score on the five on three. So that mm-hmm. Latang got it on the five on three with like two, three seconds left on it. We yeah. still have like almost a whole minute on the five on four coming like coming off of that. I was really hoping for another goal, but I mean we'll get into uh our special teams.
0: Our special teams does get better. End of the second, third period starts about six minutes into the third period. The Penguins are on another power play and Sidney Crosby, once again, scores on a beautiful signature down on one knee slap at five hole.
1: He gets a goal there bringing, Louis, up, I'm just going to, I'm just going to interrupt. Sorry. Just one thing, I, you? Noticed, one thing I noticed with that goal. Yes, if you've watched, I I know you've watched the last few games, he has had those opportunities, but his stick has been missing the puck. Like, do like I I forget what game it was where it was literally he's on the doorstep, and he just mistimed it where the puck just went by his his stick. Yeah. Um, So, but this this opportunity, he gets it, buries it. Maybe finally getting things going.
0: Well, spoiler We have something to talk about that first line about finally getting going. But uh, Sidney Crosby does get a goal. And then about, say, seven minutes later, Joel Erickson-Eck gets his second goal of the night for Minnesota, bringing it to 4-3. to three. And then... The Penguin fans started getting worried. I was. Where were up 4-2. This game's over. No, it is not. The Wild is coming back. You start to set off the alarms. Oh, no, it's happening. But luckily, thank goodness for Brock McGinn, who's been on fire. He scores a goal. A beautiful goal, by the way. Um, he scores. And then two minutes later, Jen... Uh. Jake Gensel scores the empty netter to bury it. That's it, right? Six three. No.
1: No. <laughs> wild,
0: of course. That's the score. <laughs> I thought it was over. In fact, when they scored the empty netter, I was like, "Great, let's set up the podcast. Let's yep. go upstairs." And I was still watching it. And then all of a sudden, I hear wild gets it. I was like, "You got it. Seven seconds left." Seven says seven point something left to go in the game. Couldn't guys, you couldn't hold on to it. My goodness, but penguins luckily had a three goal lead to where no matter how many times they scored with 10 seconds left, we would have got away with a win. So the penguins officially beat another team in regulation six to four. And that was. Your quick game recap.
1: All right, Louis. Now that will lead us into our three-on-three overtime challenge. Challenge. Let's go. I feel like we All need right. some like music, some bells, <laughs> fireworks, <laughs> something. I don't know. Yeah, like. <laughs> But a lot this of is, editing that
0: I do not want to do. Yeah, so Yeah, that's fair. fair. <laughs>
1: that's fair. Um, so this is where Louis and I discuss our three takeaways uh, of the game. Sometimes it carries over from other games in uh, just things that we have seen over the course of the last few games, just repeating sure. itself. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. um, my first, just going to kick it off. Yeah. Is. Uh, I would like to know who is responsible for the special teams. Is it, is it the coach? Is it Sullivan Is it one of the coaches? It's one of the coaches. I can answer that right now. <laughs> yeah. Which one is it? Because I want to. I want. Well, I think I the main
0: coach. Them. Like we were just talking about football earlier. You know, the offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Could come up with all the plays in the world, but if the head coach doesn't want to play those or use those plays. He's not going to. So I think it's somewhere in hockey where uh, are maybe Mike, um, I don't know his last name, Vinici or something like that.
1: Oh, that guy. Yeah, I, I know I, what you're talking
0: about. I don't know his actual last name. I apologize, but, um But he probably goes, hey, this is what I want. I want Sid, Gino, Gens, Rusty, Latang out there. Um, did I only name four? I think so. Sid, Gens, Rust. Gino, the tank. No, there you go. Oh, okay. Don't make me it sound. sound again. Sounded like four. Oh, sorry. Maybe because like. I rang off Sid Gino the yeah. tank. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he brings it to Sullivan and said, hey, this is what's going to get us goals. Which, it's not, but this is what we're going to get some goals on our first power play. And he's going to say, absolutely. I dig it. Or he's going to say, how about we throw in a little bit of Raquel in there? Take Rust out, put Raquel in there for the first uh, power play line. That's where the coaching comes in. Well, that's
1: my, that's my issue with it you all. Want
0: your answer is to be like, who does it, or are you saying like, we suck so bad on our power play? Who's responsible for this?
1: Yes, I I, I want to know who's going to take blame for this. The not only the power play, but also the penalty kill. Like, I know Teddy Bluger is only two games back from returning from the IR, but like, I was kind of hoping he would help that. I mean, he did so, so good with it last year. I thought he I was. I think he's good. good. I think our power penalty kill is like decent. Yeah, but just because of how bad our power play is, it looks. It I looks know, but good. that's
0: like comparing apples to oranges. I know no, it's our I special teams. Yeah. But like just because our penalty kill is decent, I think
1: that doesn't reflect on how our power play is doing, if that makes no. sense. Yes, I hear what you're saying. Okay. but gauging our penalty kill off of last year it's it's also apples and oranges. It's a completely different uh, even though it's very similar players it's just sure. different outcomes and I I don't again who's responsible for all this like are, are we going to put the blame on the, the players on the lines? Or the actual coaches, and I I would like to say that it's it's a shared responsibility.
0: It is a shared responsibility, but here's here's okay. The the that I was trying to think of a smart way to say this, an intelligent way to say this. Dumb people will blame the coach, okay. Mm-hmm. But I think intelligent people will blame the players, because. We were talking about this early uh, before we started recording, was that these players on paper should be scoring a goal. Especially those five should be scoring a goal every time they're on the ice together. Just by the skill alone. But in the great words of Herb Brooks, you think you can win on skill alone. You guys don't have enough skill to win on skill alone. It's actually talent, but...
1: Yeah, but Come he on. didn't have Sidney
0: Crosby. You know what, Josh? He had Mike Aruzzioni, all right?
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: Um, I understand. I understand. But my point is, is that I feel like it's the players. They should be scoring. Sid should be scoring every single time. Gino should be scoring every single time. Jake Gensel, every time. Russ, eh. Latang. Just be there and look pretty. Just literally just give the puck to any of the people I just mentioned. Even Russ. I'll take Russ scorn But, like, buddy. Anyway, those five guys, really good. But speaking of lines and who's responsible and who do we blame, let's talk about who should we kind of point at and say, oh, that was the problem. My first one is Rust was the problem on the first line.
1: I knew you were going there. I knew you were I going I just had
0: to. But look at the segue, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Admire the segue. Anyway, so Rust was on the first line for the last 12 games. We have been suffering the last 12 games on the first line. We move Rust back to the second line, which we've been calling for. In the last couple episodes of the pod, we move Raquel back up to the first line. And what a koinky what a dick Sid comes away with two goals and gets an assist on an empty netter for Rust. No, that was on the power play. Don't, don't oh. try to say that he has four points. He does have four points, but I'm talking about on the first line, he has three Fair points. Enough. Don't Fair call enough. me out on Sorry.
1: that. Sorry.
0: Sorry. So... What I'm trying to say is Sid gets away with three points, which means the the first line has a total of four points tonight. Just the first line alone. And guess who wasn't there? Rust. So, I know you don't really have any arguments against this, but I'm just saying, I guess we found out the issue with our first line not producing. It was Rust. Now, here's the catch-22 our second line didn't produce today so <laughs> now that we know what the issue is hey rust what the heck is going on over in rust town because you were so good last year we gave you a contract that complemented how good you did last year but this year it seems like you can't figure out how to shoot the puck in the back of the net and it's making your line suffer so How about you pick up your game a little bit? I know you can do it, and I'm rooting for you, Josh. What is your second three on three?
1: Yeah, I have no arguments.
0: I know that's why I just wrapped it up there. Your
1: point, but um, another perfect segue. Wow, look at us. Okay, look at us. I thought the fourth line played extremely well tonight. Yeah, talk about that polling goal. Polling had a great goal. Archibald was all over the place. He had a oh, breakaway yeah. at one point. They were and flying. I thought for sure uh, Archibald was going to score. When he got when he got that breakout puck and he's going down the middle of the ice, I'm like, oh, this may be a goal. And then I saw it was Archibald. And I was like, ah, oh, it's not going to be a goal, which is sad that that's what I think when I saw
0: Archibald. How dare you? But I, yeah. no, I agree with you. The fourth but, line production tonight, unreal. Um, now, did we play a full 60 minutes? No, we probably played like a good solid like 15 minutes in this game. But it's good to see all four lines pitching in and playing good.
1: Yeah. Third if line I had, if I had to rank, a little iffy. If I had to rank the lines tonight. Yeah, let's I'd do go, that. Okay. one, one, one four, two. Does that make sense? Is that how I'm now, saying it? Why don't you just say it in order? Oh, okay. 1-1. First line, fourth line, second line, third line. That's perfect. And then Jari
0: underneath the ECHL team, the Wheeling
1: Nailers. Jari would be underneath the defensemen, underneath the coaching staff, yeah. the equipment staff, and That's even right. behind Casey DeSmith, who didn't play tonight.
0: Bob Airy and Steve Mears. <laughs> and then you have Jari. What is it? What was Moneyball. There's uh, Sidney there's Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, <laughs> 10 foot of crap, and then there's Jari. That's basically how Jari played. That's not even, actually it good. is, that's a good segue into what my <laughs> second one is. I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, oh yeah, it is Jari. I'm thinking of Jari. Swiss cheese, missing some easy shots, especially, especially when you're up 6-3. to three. And you let one in. You're gonna blame. You're gonna blame the Doomba one on him. Josh just gonna blame all of them on him. To be <laughs>
1: honest. Hey, I used that the last time when you wanted to use Desmith as um, beauty of the game. I said, I said, he has four goals against. He can't be beauty of the game.
0: Well, Josh, <laughs> what was the what was um, what was their first goal? Their first goal was an easy shot that Jari could have stopped.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that one.
0: So you. I know the second one was like a, like everyone was yeah. just slashing the, sec- in the second them. and
1: fourth. I was, I will say
0: okay, but they scored four yeah. times, Josh. So if, if your goalie is like, ah, like we won't, we won't take two of them against you, the, you know, whatever, but then they scored two easy goals. That's an issue. Jari has not been playing well the last two games. Now in the times that we were playing bad sometimes Jari was the silver lining. So I can't go too hard on him. But the last two games, we need to play better. And it wasn't even the defense. Some of it was just Jari being Jari. And it's sad to say that Chris, uh, Chris, Casey DeSmith is looking better than Jari as of right now. As of right now. Now Jari can pull up next game, look like, the goal he looked like in the first four games, and then we could get back on track. But as of right now, after this Minnesota game, I'm like, man, I wish we started Casey Smith.
1: That's fair. I mean, I don't know if you're really going to get any arguments from me uh, on that one. But um, so my third one, can't segue. Sorry. can't. No segue. Oh, no
0: segue bus today.
1: Yeah. But you kind of alluded to it during our discussion on the first one did I? it was some, it was something we were briefly talking about uh before we started recording sure and it, i was telling you that you know i was watching the game and i was thinking why have we been so hard on this team lately Ooh. and is it the fact that we set such a high standard for this team after winning back to back in 1617. And we just expect greatness every time they step onto the ice. Or is it just that like they have so much skill that we expect them to use it and score, you know, five, six goals a game. But I think it's I think it's a combination of both where they have the pedigree, they have the resume of being the most of them being back-to-back champions and but at the same time on paper their skill set is top 3 top 5 in the league but yet our, <laughs> on paper yes on paper yeah but yet our standings our points totals don't reflect that and it's kind of frustrating so what what and, what do you think is the issue I don't know what the issue is. A part of me wants to say it's the age, lack of youth. Youth. Lack of
0: youth.
1: I think we have some young guys on there that we have some good. Some young player. guys. Okay, just look at sydney Sidney. Cros- love Sidney Crosby. He's hate an that old I man. have to hate to have to preface it. Hate that love Sidney Crosby, but he's what 36. Yes. Okay, Malkin. Thirty-seven?
0: Who knows? I honestly don't. Like I wanna say like he's thirty-two. But he's Russian. He
1: looks like he's fifty right now. So I yeah, don't know. I know. Yeah. He may How he may old s-
0: is of Malkin?
1: I honestly think he's he's either thirty-four or thirty seven. I forget if he's a year I'm old. I'm trying to look it up.
0: How old is Oh my gosh. That's I'm okay. I'm so silly I wrote Gino like Google
1: would know who the heck that is it's okay but then you have um oh my gosh why am i blanking on his name uh jeff carter who's pushing 40. 36 years old <laughs> 36 so he's 36. they're all 36. <laughs> yeah like i mean Latang is 36. don't make me google it but let's just say he's 36 <laughs> for the argument <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff's and let's just say Jeff Smith is almost uh, – Jeff Carter is Jeff almost Smith, 40. Jeff Gar- let's <laughs> say he's 50. Let's say he's 50. So, like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, there's no one – it's just – I feel like that's part of it. And But at the same time, I wonder if in their mind they understand, which I, I know they do understand, that 82 games is – a marathon and not a sprint sure. and they say i'm pushing 40 i need my energy for later in the season and if they're doing that i would love for them to just say it because
0: no okay first of all that it. never you're never going to have know. an
1: interview that go
0: yeah well i'm just not going to try until like I march they're not going <laughs> to say it okay i know we were briefly talking about this and my answer to it is that i think it's a mentality issue i don't think it's and i don't think it has anything to do with the core i think the core have been here seen that done that they have seen it all i don't think they're freaking out like everyone else is if you notice in their press conferences and their interviews It's always like, yeah, you know, we didn't play 60 minutes, but hey, we got the win, right? You know, like that's their mentality. Whereas you see Zucker, you see Raquel, you see some other guys who are older, but younger than them saying, we have to play better. We have to play better. And then the young guys are just so lost that they don't even know what to say. And I think it's just a mentality issue to what you're saying is that hey they got they they've been here they've done it um but i i think ultimately and and truly ultimately ultimately besides all that stuff you can forget it i think i've said it before in a podcast but sid gino chris letang are going to play like they're going to play they're not going to change the young guys need to mold to them rather than try to fit Gino, Sid, and Latang to f- play with the young guys. I think we talked about that once before in a prior episode. That's what I'm I'll saying. Like, I think yeah. you said in a... But what, I, what I'm trying to say is that I think that's the mentality, is that these young guys, now younger, obviously we don't have a super young team, but these younger guys are trying to play their game and Hopefully, they find success with these core guys on the top two line, But that's not going to happen. They're going to play the way they're going to play. You know? The only way you play with Sidney Crosby is if you're good enough to play your own game with him. That's why very few succeed with Sid. That's why you see Rust, who plays well with Sid, because he plays his kind of game that complements Sid. Not the other way around. Sid doesn't complement Rust. Russ compliments Sid. Gensel compliments Sid. Sid doesn't compliment Gensel. And I think that's the mentality we need to have moving forward. How do we succeed four lines deep to compliment the core guys on those lines? How do we compliment Carter? How do we compliment Archibald? I don't know who's the core guy on yeah. the fourth line. <laughs> But Or or you could take it defensively. How do we complement Jari? Yeah. How do we do that? And I think that's the mentality you need to have moving forward. I'm going to use that as my third one just because we talked a lot about it. But, yeah, I think it's just mentality. I think we need to have a better mentality on how to complement this old roster. Because if you've seen any old roster win a Stanley Cup – it's because they complimented those guys to use them within a system to win a Stanley Cup, rather than trying to fit a, a square block in a round hole. Mm. You can't do it. So what you gotta do is change the actual system. So that way it's easy to put that square block right in and you win a cup. And I think that's exactly what the Pens need to do. But the problem is, is that we're just seeing The process of changing the system out on the ice where you see us losing at an incredible rate and at weird rates not just we're losing it's that we're not playing like we should it's i think these young guys need to change their mentality a little bit on the ice and then hopefully we'll see a team succeed if that makes sense at all
1: from what i'm trying to say i hear you And it does make sense. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, will they put it into practice? And is that something that they're concerned about? Is that something that they're thinking about when practicing, when playing, when scheming up plays? I don't know. And hopefully this six to four win I almost said six to three Um, should have been (laughs) the six to four win will help propel them into a nice little winning streak for some reason it seems like they're playing better on the road than they are at home so hey next two games are away let's keep it going are we we in Winnipeg next week or or is Winnipeg here no, when I think we are at Winnipeg. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Get a hand getting, ahead of, getting okay. ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So I think that'll do it for our three on three overtime challenge for tonight.
0: Now it is time for our TPC beauty of the game. We all know who it is. Let's not pretend like he's not the greatest hockey player of all time. Let's not pretend that this man didn't get a four-point night, catapulting him to the leading scorer of the Pittsburgh Penguins, the leading point-taker.
1: Getter. Getter of the Pittsburgh
0: Penguins. The captain, number 87, born on 8787, Ladies and gentlemen, Sydney Patrick Crosby is our TPC beauty of the game. All right. The Penguins next game is against who,
1: Josh? The Winnipeg Jets.
0: In Winnipeg, 7 p.m. Saturday, November 19th. It's going to be a good game. Winnipeg is obviously very good this year. They're 10 and four as of right now. Um, and we're seven and seven. So there's that. Josh? <laughs> Josh. Yeah, that's pretty much it for our next game. Uh, Josh, any last comments? Any things you want to get off your chest or tell the people?
1: No, I, I think just uh, what I said last uh, segment is, you know, I hope that this win will help propel them into a nice little winning streak and i'm not trying to downplay the minnesota wild but i think the real test will be saturday i think it will be against 100%. winnipeg they are a great team they are one that on paper they should be good and they are so the, yeah the proof is in the pudding on that one. The, oh nice love it so hopefully we can get there and uh play well just one, just one game. Just one. Just one definitive complete, win. Complete 60, 60 minutes. minutes. That's Six. all I
0: want. And you know what? If we lose in regulation and we played full 60, I will be content. I will be the first I'll one hold to say. i you to it. I probably won't now that I'm thinking about <laughs> it. I was like, I'll probably freak out. But we'll see. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You guys have been amazing. Josh. What can the people do? What can the people go to? You, you let them
1: know. Well, you can find our podcast uh, wherever you listen to good podcasts. Apple, right. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. And while you're there, leave us a comment. Like the episode. Rate us five stars. Say something nice. Say hi. And don't forget, come follow us on Twitter. At Penn's Collective, Louie and I live tweet the game. We're also engaged in some comments and go back and forth. But that'll I do it for it. this
0: one. <laughs> I think that's it. I know you're trying to wrap it up, so I'll help you there. I
1: oh, I ran out of things like things to, to remember. To where yeah? Where else do we go? That's it. We don't go anywhere but up.
0: Start from the bottom. Now we're here. (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. And Josh, as always,
1: let's go, pens. pens.